Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. In today's episode, we are going to get instructors to talk less. Why? Because they talk too much. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. I've been here before. Super happy to have you back. I am absolutely jazzed to this episode. Um, a lot of us um, have just had it with people that talk too much. But when you start to think about facilitators or instructors or experts or managers or parents even that are quote-unquote teaching in a teaching moment, I think we would all would, all would agree that the emphasis is entirely put on talking. It's a listen and learn model. I'm doing the talking and you're doing the listening. Now, I apologize because this method right here on a podcast is I'm doing all the talking and you do all the listening. But even now, I want to get you to join in a conversation with me and start thinking about the impact when instructors talk too much. And just go back to high school, college, um, courses that you've taken, certificates that you received, and, and just ask yourself, like, how many courses and hours and hours have you sat through where the person just did all the talking and you just sat there and just took notes? How, how well did that work? And why am I doing this today is because you are potentially in this role of an instructor or you know instructors. Um, you're a manager, you lead people, so part of your job is teaching them. You're a parent maybe. Maybe you have kids that are that you want to teach, you want to develop, you want to, you want to form, have them grow, and you want to be effective. Nobody wants to be just sort of a bag of hot air that's just up there just going on and on and on. And what's driving me here too is I want you to be an effective communicator. And the point of the book, Brief, really was around the value of clear and safe communication and to say less, but to give people time to speak. The irony is that if I am much better as a communicator, I am giving people time back. And some of the time back could be to do something else, and some of the time back could be to give them a chance to say something. So kind of put yourself in a, in a, in a, in a imagine this, you're, um, maybe it's out of work and you're, you go to a, um, a community activity and it's led by a bunch of parents and, and one of the parents is going to give a, an overview about, um, I don't know, on a new club or a new activity for kids and they're going to give a presentation and just think how much talking you're going to do and how much talking is the, the leader of that presentation going to do. You know, chances are you're not going to do any talking at all. You're just going to sit there with your hands by your side. Maybe you got to take notes and you're going to just, you're along for the ride. And this happens all the time. It happens at work. People are like, okay, management is going to talk about a new change. We're going to change the software in our new computer system, whatever it might be. And that person's team is just going to do most of the uh, the time is going to be spent listening and the managers can do all the talking. And that's the problem. Getting instructors to talk less. Now, in the work that we do at the Brief Lab, going back way before the book Brief was even written and before the Brief Lab was started as a business, which is now past 10 years, when I was asked to teach the first course 
and it was called Strategic Communications, and I was owned a marketing agency, and we f specialized in messaging. I remember very, very distinctly being blessed to have a conversation with two people that helped me design the course, and they immersed me in something called experiential learning. And my instinct was, I'm going to give it to have a class, and I'm going to lecture for two days, and thank goodness they caught me before I went, made that mistake. And we spent an enormous amount of time, it was about a month, designing um, modules over two days, which became the, the baseline for the brief lab. And it was all based on the philosophy said in the sentence. We believe that the person who is talking is the person who is learning. I'm going to say that again. The entire philosophy of experiential learning is in this phrase. We believe the person who is talking is the person who is learning. And I was immersed in that world, didn't know much about it, but I got a crash course and it was learned by doing, it was learned by debriefing, it was learned by touching it, feeling it, experiencing it. And it changed me as a person. I started looking at teaching as having conversations versus monologues and started really designing bit by bit a series of experiences that would really help people learn faster. And I'm going to stop there because you'll hear this term adult education, which I think people say, oh, that's adult learning, adult, that's the adult learning model. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But at first and foremost, the best models are experiential learning. And we at the Brief Lab have been doing this for 10 years, teach, a, I'll say this, a quote-unquote off-menu item called BELT, the Brief experiential learning technique and I'm just going to get out there so we if you're interested in having us talk to you about your instructors or people that you know they're instructors about belt and certifying people in belt please send an email to info at thebrieflab.com and that will get routed to the right person we got some senior leaders that teach that course including myself but it's all around going back into how we design a course at the brief lab during the pandemic we shifted the entire model from teaching in-person courses, experiential learning in person to doing it online in Zoom. And did it really successfully. Spent a lot of time intentionally designing the same exercises as just transferring them um, online. And during that, we were given a, a compliment by a very, very iconic brand. I won't say who it is because I can't, in corporate America. And they said, could you teach our Zoom instructors to teach like you guys do because nobody teaches on Zoom like you do. And my immediate answer was, no, I can't because I hadn't documented our approach. But I did take that compliment as a call to action. And many of my colleagues and I huddled and we designed BELT. And this, this method of brief emphasis on clear and concise communication, getting the instructor to talk less, experiential learning, learn by doing, and it's a technique. And we have this BELT method. So that, that started out this conversation. Why am I talking about this today is because we want to get instructors to talk less, not to not talk at all because you're an instructor, but not to talk nearly so much. Now, while you're listening to this, I don't know where you are. You might be thinking like, oh, my kid has a teacher or I'm in this church group or the community thing where I've got a, a course leader. And the first thing I don't want you to do is go and say, you talk too much, right? You got to manage that tough conversation in only the way that you know how. 
but I want to bring you through a series of considerations about how we can actually get instructors to talk less. First, right out of the gate, if you're in this mode, you're a manager, you're a parent, you're an instructor, you're an expert, whatever, the question is, is, is this me? It's very easy to say it's somebody else, but is this me? As an instructor, I have to look back at every class that I teach and ask myself this question. Um, how much talking did I do unnecessarily? Did I give people enough time to talk? So that's something to consider. And if it's not you, do I know people like this? You think of it like this. I'm just going to give you this, this analogy or instance as a way of hearing the rest of this, um, these, these insights and this, this guidance. Recently, we were given a presentation on 401ks. So 401k is an investment method for employees. Our company is beginning a 401k program. So we had a presentation with a 401k leader. I won't say who it was because it doesn't matter, but just kind of put yourself in that, in that mindset. You're, in, you're getting a presentation on 401ks. You're on a Zoom call. Okay, so you're getting dialed into an expert who's been doing this for more than 15 years, almost 20 years. Okay, so this person knows everything about 401ks. Before I even tell you what happened, guess, how much talking do you think that person did in that 401k presentation? Was it 50% of the talking? Was it 70% of the talking? Was it 90 plus percent of the talking? Was it 30% of the talking? In an hour of time, how much time did that person talk? Next question I'm going to ask is, of the things that that person said, how much do you think was retained? Think of it like your audience has is a full glass and you got a lot to say. You're, a lot of it's just spillage. So how much was retained that people actually hear? Okay. So the next question is, does it even work when a person talks a lot? Is that water just spilling all over the place? So are people actually hearing anything? Are they actually listening? Are they really learning? Okay. Now, ways of looking at this, going a bit deeper, whether this might be you or somebody that you know, is a couple things. Is it a conversation? Is it a little conversation or is it a lot of conversation? What's the percentage? 60, 40, 50, 50, 80, 20, 90, 10. Is it a monologue straight up? Am I asking a lot of questions? Questions that get people thinking and questions that get people talking. What you don't want to do is to say, any questions? And then you hear crickets, right? Am I asking questions that get people thinking and then get people talking? The next is, am I getting them talking and responding? Responding to me, talking to me, talking to with each other. Am I creating a conversation? Can they actually can actually see their lips moving and them saying something, writing something, doing something? Now in Zoom, the way you do this quite easily is chat. Just get in the chat box, write down the three things that you worry about and just getting them to do something. Now you don't want to be sitting back there, screen off, passive, sitting in the chair, taking notes. You're doing all the talking. Another consideration. Do I give them time to process in quiet? Think. I need, I need to give time to think. Am I giving them time to practice with others? Am I giving them time to prepare with others or alone? 
kind of going down the list, and I'll, I'll summarize this before we end. Do I even care that I do it? Do I even care that I talk too much? Is a question to think about from an expert or a manager or leader, an instructor, parent. Do I even care? Just do I even notice? I mean, think about it. And then finally, can I redesign the experience and put it more in balance? Now, I'm going to share this with you. This is when we designed Belt, the method. I'm not giving it all away because I would love to have you send an email to us if you want to learn more. Info at thebrieflab.com. Asking about information about Belt. Brief experiential learning technique, that Belt method. We have the SEED method. and it's, It stands for you say something, you let people explore it, you let them experience it, and then they debrief. I'll give you an example. You're going to do a 401k, you're going to say an opening salvo about 401ks. And then you're going to let them explore something. By explore, I mean taste it, touch it, feel it. You might show them a video. You might give them a story. You might give them um, an example or an analogy, some way to get their minds to imagine it, to start working with it versus actively, I mean, versus passively, actively. I, in our courses, we use video. I might use an anchor video or an analogy or a story of a client. Then experience it. I'm going to give them something to do. For the next five minutes, I want you to get, let them put them to work and then debrief, talk about it. Well, that seed method takes what would have been a 90-10. I do all the talking, you do no, no talking. I'm actively monologuing, giving you my rant, and you're saying nothing, to I'm breaking it up and designing that. So can I redesign the experience and put it more in balance? Why? Because the person that's talking is the person that's learning. That's why. You want to get instructors to talk less. Not at all. Not We don't want to get them to not talk at all. You're an instructor for a reason. You're a teacher. You're a leader for a reason. You're a parent for a reason. You know more than they do. Got it. But that doesn't mean that transfer of knowledge happens, especially when there's a lot of noise. It's very, very hard. Their glass is almost full. So here's just a way of summing it up. Okay, so is this me or do I know people like this? Does it even work when I talk too much? Can I make it a conversation? Can I ask more questions and get them thinking? Can I get them talking? Can I give them time to process and prepare and practice? Do I even care that I talk too much? And finally, can I redesign an experience to put it more in balance using seed? Say something, explore it, experience it, and then debrief. So here's a new teaching philosophy. Less is more, not more or less. It's more for them when we talk less just saying.